This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 driver, only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Uh, good morning, everybody. Zacchino here with you, Bob Weeks with you. Adam Scully going to be joining us momentarily. Bit of a different show today, and I wish we were uh, talking about happier topics and better times, and we will get into the show lineup today. But before we do, we've got to bring in the birthday boy. Happy belated birthday, Bob Weeks, last Friday. Bob, uh, I, I know I called you on your birthday, but I, I, we didn't get to do it on the air because it was Friday. But I need to know one thing. How was the pizza? <laughs> the pizza was pretty good. I got to admit, it was pretty good. And, uh, you know, I didn't get a very good birthday present from, uh, <laughs> from the government. But besides that, you know, it was, uh, it was a pretty good day overall. Yes, thank you very much. And you had one just recently as well, so... You're getting older too. It's amazing. I thought maybe I at one point there we were closing the gap, and then this goes right back. How come, Bob? It's only Adam that's staying young, and you and I, I keep getting older. How does that math work? I don't. Something know. to do with that gym or something? I don't know. He works out a lot. Yeah, maybe. I believe. Uh, it's hey, I gotta say something. Yen? I gotta say. I, I gotta say something, Mark. We've been on the air for like what forty-five seconds yet, and you haven't broken into yes. a rant. I'm very surprised. No. I, you know what? Let's. That's a good opening, Bob, because. Um, I just did uh, first up with Michael Landsberg and uh, Carlo Koliakovo and Aaron Korolnik. And, uh, you know, I think they expected more. I don't want to say they expected more uh, outrage or anger, uh, uh, but I think they thought I might be a little bit more wound up or frustrated, etc. And I'm really not, Bob. I, I'm, I'm okay. And I don't want today's show to be for anybody out there to think that this, uh, you know, this is not political. I want today's show to be about a, it's a scientific conversation. It's political in the sense that it, it's dangerous if any leader uh, at a federal, provincial, municipal level, anywhere is making decisions not based in science and not having all the facts and not having conversations. That's always been a dangerous thing in the history of mankind. There is, but there are way more important things right now in the world than golf. Okay, and there are way there are people who have lost loved ones, and I have nurse uh, nurses who are friends and family that have not had days off in months, and to suggest that golf is, you know, we're all outraged about golf and people thinking that you know we think golf should be treated differently or we think golf is more important. That is not the conversation, and that is not what we are saying, and that is not what our social media. Uh, presence over the last 72 hours or so is about. For me, Bob, and I think you'll agree and be able to add to this, for me, this is just a conversation of when you're taking away the few things that we have, golf, tennis, camping, being outside in a controlled, regulated environment, when you're taking that away, when so much has been removed so far, all I am asking is, can somebody show me some, just some data, some science that shows that this has been a problem or this is, uh, could be a problem? 
and, and this is why we're doing this. Th- that's all I'm asking. There is no outrage. And by the way, if someone shows me that, I'll say shut down golf tomorrow. I just haven't seen it, and I haven't found a doctor to, 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 to say it's dangerous either. So, Bob, that's where I'm at on this. Floor is yours. <laughs> Well, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, this is uh, this is a golf show, so we're going to talk about golf, but let's not, not lose sight of the fact that there are way bigger issues right now and um, going on in this city and in this country, and, you know, we have a lot of issues on, on at every level of government and concerns and, uh, you know, people who are suffering uh, from so many different ways. I had uh, the occasion to actually be at an emergency uh, department hospital early, early Saturday morning, <clears throat> three in the morning, and to see the people working there, and everything's fine, by the way, but but to see the people working there, to see the people putting out what they're doing and what they're having to deal with, to see the steady stream of ambulances coming in, you know, we can we can sort of forget about golf. But as we as we say, this is a golf show where we know there's a lot of people who are passionate and the fact that golf opened for a short period of time and then closed really makes it hard on a lot of people. And I know I've as you have, I'm sure, and Adam has too heard from people who have said, oh, yeah, I had tea times today or tomorrow, or I know Adam had a tea time on the weekend. And, uh, you know, we want to play. And I think there are big benefits to being able to play from mental health, from uh, social atmos- a- a- activations. You know, there's so many things you can do uh, with golf or with tennis or with pickleball or with other sports that are deemed safe. Um, that that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And we're not losing sight of the bigger picture. So anyone who thinks that, you know, please be assured that's that's first and foremost with our in our minds. A hundred percent. So Bob and I, and we didn't speak, Bob, obviously, before, before the show about no. this, but I, I kind of figured that you and I would be automatically on this, obviously thinking about this the same way. Uh, and if golf is a vehicle uh, to have this conversation about uh, all safe outdoor activities and great because golf was a leader a year ago golf was the first one professionally to show that there was a safe path to professional sports returning and it was a leader the first one out there from a recreational standpoint to show that golf was safe so if golf was a leader last year in this category and golf is the vehicle again to have this conversation to get our government to have this conversation again and speak to doctors and speak to experts then great. Okay, so now that we've got that out of the way, for the next two hours, you're going to hear a lot of pro golf. Let's uh, let's go play golf and let's open up, because we're going to have uh, Dr. Isaac Bogosh on at uh, 10:30 this morning. For those of you listening, certainly in the uh, Toronto area at 10:50, uh, Dr. Bogosh has been a real face of the last 13 months, uh, especially in the city of Toronto. Uh, a voice and a face that we have uh, received a ton of information on. Uh, I see him almost every morning on CP24 and one of our Bell stations as uh, someone who always is, I thought, put pretty um, good perspective. And I've always found that sometimes, you know, as obviously, Bob, you and I are going to speak from a golfer's perspective, but you can't lose sight of the other side. And a doctor, and, and I, I've listened to a lot of doctors coast to coast for the last 13 months, and I think sometimes, fairly or unfairly, and this is just an opinion, I think they'd never see the other ramifications other than outside their medical lane. I've always found Dr. Isaac Bogosh to have a very good uh, concept of how these decisions affect all lanes of society from, from a medical standpoint. Do you, do you feel the same way? Do you get that from him? I, I, 
I when I when I listen to him and like you do, I see him. He's all over, which is great. I, I see a guy who explains things to me in a way that I can understand that maybe a politician or a doctor doesn't always normally do. But I kind of get a sense of okay, this is what's going on. He's a trusted source now. I think people have come to that to to expect that from him. He's not the only one. There are other great medical people out there who are weighing in and and. Uh, uh, but I, I, that's what, to me, when I listen to him, okay, that makes sense. Now I kind of get it. Uh, he will join us at 1030. Mike Kelly, Golf Ontario, Executive Director, going to join us uh, at 1115 this morning. At 11 a.m., Alex Litros, that's the gentleman that uh, showed up at Queen's Park with his golf gear and his golf bag and uh, was protesting the closure of golf. So we'll get into a lot of it. There's going to be a $100 um, Mr. Butcher gift card. But let's quickly nail some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one. And everybody get to the LCBO this week because starting this week, depending on where you are in the province, it's going to be the rollout of Sandbagger in your LCBO. So, yeah, you were supposed to be able to buy it off your beverage cart girl right now. That can't happen. <laughs> but you can get it from your LCBO and create your own backyard golf course. How about that? That's I see a lot of people do that on social media with plastic and foam balls and stuff, so good on them. Anyway, Sandbagger in there. Okay, Bob, let's just nail a few winners because we will get deeper into leaderboards. But Stewart Sink, 47 years old, now a two-time winner. PGA Tour. He joins Bryson DeChambeau as the only two-time winner this season on the PGA Tour. He wins at Heritage and Corey Connors with another top 10. I uh, I actually looked up uh, Stuart Sink's position on the Ryder Cup rankings just to see if he might get there. He's still got a ways to go. He's, he's 24th, but uh, that was just a wonderful story to watch. Uh, wonderful, wonderful guy. The last time, i got to tell you a funny story, the last time I ran into, into Stuart Sink uh, was at a hockey arena here in Toronto playing there was a uh a tournament going on and a friend of mine's son happened to be playing and i went over to have a coffee with him in the morning and i looked over and i said i'm sure that's Stuart sink and his son was quite a hockey player and their team when they were from atlanta had come up to play in this tournament and there he was and he was telling me some horrific stories about how the toronto uh parents apparently uh weren't too uh, courteous to them so we've, we've always kind of laughed at that ever since but super guy wonderful guy and i don't know how, how it could be any better than to have your son on the bag and win a tournament yeah twice now right that's uh, safeway yeah. open and now rbc heritage and there's a theme happening bob in the world of golf in the last three weeks so jordan spieth breaks uh, a drought of over a thousand days hideki matsuyama breaks a drought of over a thousand days and now, three weeks in a row on the LPGA Tour, Lydia Ko breaks a drought of over a thousand days. And for the, the girl or the woman, she's now a woman, but for the girl that showed up on the scenes at such a young age and looked like she was going to dominate and looked like she was going to rack up a tiger-like decade, it didn't go that way the last few years, but she's back. This is a big one, Bob. A seven-stroke victory at the Lotte Championship and she's been trending in this direction the last few months. Yeah, well, let's go back a week to the uh, ANA Championship uh, when she shot 62, which kind of, this news kind of slipped through. That's the lowest round ever in a woman's major she shot. Now, she didn't win that, but then she comes through and grabs this. And again, I'll go back to a story. The uh, Back in the days when we used to do live television coverage, um, 
I was the greenside reporter when she won as an amateur, won the 15-year-old as it won this, the, uh, the women's, Canadian Women's Open. And I'll never forget her walking off the green. And then I, you go to interview her, and all of a sudden when she starts talking, you realize, wow, she's like 15. She really is 15. She's just a little, like a teenager, and she's just dominated this golf tournament. Of course, she did it the next year again as an amateur before she finally won it a few years later as a pro. But uh, she's come a long way, and she's still only 24 years old. And we're going to get into a little bit of this uh, later on in the show, but we got to wrap. Uh, uh, Steve Stricker, Captain Stricker, getting it done on the Champions Tour, and we'll get into that a little bit later because he got a one-shot victory over Robert Carlson, Steve Stricker, on the uh, Champions Tour at the Chubb Classic. And uh, there's some. he's got some interesting – he's got an interesting summer, Bob, and we're going to get into that in Winners Weird and What because uh, I was reading an article the other night, and it dawned on me. And I don't know why this kind of went over my head, but we'll get into this in Winter's Weird and What. But uh, with, with the Will Zalatoruses that have showed up on, on the scene and some of the great young players now on the PGA Tour, Steve Stricker's going to have a very interesting summer as captain of the U.S. Ryder Cup team. He wins the Chubb Classic. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, on the other side, we will hear from Stuart Sink. We will hear from Lydia Ko, and then at 10.30 this morning, we're going to switch gears and we're going to invite on to the show uh, Dr. Isaac Bogosh, and we will get into this uh, conversation of golf being shut down in the province of Ontario. On the other side, we'll hear from the winners. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 Driver. Only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. All right, Bob, you talk about horses for courses. Uh, we still didn't get a winner in our TSN Edge Picks. Uh, this week um, but our theme was correct we all thought that you know okay heritage is a different kind of golf course right it's there's about five or six of them left on the pga tour where you know the the pros like to say you play it backwards you know you play it from the the, the whole location to what angle you want from the fairway and then placement of a club off the tee it's narrow you got to really manage your way around so we had the concept right that it was going to be a horses for courses someone who knows how to navigate this style uh, of, of golf course, and it ended up landing there. Stuart St. Bob, his third win at the Heritage. <laughs> his first one since 2004. I mean, that's uh, pretty remarkable. He actually had a great tweet this morning. He tweeted, he's won it three times now. And, you know, when you win this tournament, you get a plaid jacket. It's uh, not quite a green jacket, but it's a pretty cool plaid jacket. <laughs> and, uh, and he had a picture of his closet with all three jackets hanging there. So unlike Augusta National, apparently you can take this jacket with you. That's it. Yeah, it isn't a green jacket, but it is plaid and you get to travel with it and you can wear it with a nice pair of Bermuda shorts. I've seen the guy. (laughs) I don't know if that's the look I'm going for, but his eighth professional victory, his second of the season, joining only Bryson DeChambeau is the only two-time winner this season on the PGA Tour. That's a whole other conversation we could get into with how 
we only have two people with multiple victories. Where are the four and five time winners anymore, Bob? Where have they gone? Before we get into that, I want you to think about that one. Why only two guys with two wins? Where are the multiple winners? Before we get into that, let's hear from our latest winner, Stuart Sink. I knew that with Reagan caddying and with our belief and our game plan and the way we're, we're going about things, business-like and um, you know, very monotonous on the course, that it was just going to be really hard to beat Stewart Sink at this course this week. And, um, you know, it's, it's cool when something like that comes over you, when a feeling like that happens, and then the end result is you're right. Uh, there he has it, talking about his uh, latest victory. Bob, why do you think it's so hard to accumulate wins right now? Like, obviously, DJ, you, you Adam, and I both had DJ probably somewhere around three victories right now. He's got one. Uh, you know, we have two players with two victories, DeChambeau and Sink. And by the way, those two victories, they're, on, they're this season on the PGA Tour, but they're not this year on the PGA Tour. They are separated by the calendar year of, of 20 and 21 because their first victory came in the fall last year, back in September of 2020 with the U.S. Open and Safeway. What, what, what is going on on the PGA Tour? I think it's just hard to win. You know, anytime you go out and play on the PGA Tour, there are guys who are great golfers. And, uh, you know, it's, I mean, you look at a, a guy like Will Zalatoris, who is a, uh, a rare guy who can kind of come on and be competitive and, and play at that top level very quickly. But it's so, so hard out there. I mean, I, I loved Harold Varner's comment about, uh, about Stuart Sink. He said he's old and he's kicking everybody's ass. And, and you know, there are just <laughs> weeks when weeks when guys find it and weeks when guys get the putter rolling and weeks when guys have that all happen at the same time on the same golf course. I mean, winning once is is tough on the PGA Tour. Talk about trying to win twice. How much of this, Bob, and I'm not trying to simplify it because to your point, uh, it is hard to win, and there are so many ta talented players out there. And Stuart Sink's been a great player for a long time. He's a major champion. How much of this do you think is almost like a, a bit of a rebirth in the career? Because, like, wow, I get to do this with my son. I get to do this with my son on the golf bag, and it kind of gives him a, a rededication and a repurpose to to want to do this again and do it this time around with with his son as opposed to just out there playing golf at, at the age of 47. I think that's a lot to it. I think the fact that um you know, he's got a couple of courses that that suited his game in Safeway and and uh and Harbortown and I think also there's the fact that I think when you get to 47 and you've played golf for however many years it is uh you know, listen, I, I don't care who you are, there's going to be a fatigue factor, there's going to be a factor where you've got kids growing up you've got life at home you've got all sorts of things that happen and you've you've kind of already been successful in your career so what drives you to put in the work ethic that you had when you were 22 23 24 well it's probably the ability to say hey i really want to do this with my son and so i think that's a huge incentive and reason why Stuart sink has been playing so well well it's going to be interesting to see if he can continue because like you said bob it is a Ryder cup year and in Winners Weird or What, we're going to get into a few other factors that apply to this Ryder Cup year. And it's amazing. I said off the top, young players like Will Zalatoris that might affect this new format in the Ryder Cup or new selection process that we're going to get into, but some old players as well. It's not just a young guy game, so we'll get into that. Okay, Lydia Ko 
We mentioned it off the top. She breaks the drought. Now we've got Spieth. Now we got Matsuyama. Now we got Lydia Ko. Three weeks in a row, we see droughts of a thousand days or more come to a crashing end. And very much like Jordan Spieth, one of the largest stars in the game, gets off the snide and gets back in the winner's circle. It's her 16th LPGA victory. Let's hear from the latest winner on the LPGA Tour, Lydia Ko. To be honest, I think when it first happened, I don't know. There were so many things going through my mind. Um, I didn't really know, uh, you know, what to make of it. And I think one of the big worries were, oh my goodness, I have to do the hula dance. And I am pretty sure I did a very bad job of it. Uh, but no, you know, super excited to be back here in the winner's circle. And, um, you know, I think it kind of puts down a little bit of the doubt that I had in myself. Um, but, you know, grateful to be back in this kind of position. And, you know, I'm excited for, you know, everything coming up and just going to keep working hard and, uh, you know, see where it happens from here. Bob, you said it uh, off the top. Record performance at the ANA. She almost grabbed that on Sunday. Check out this Sunday performance of the 65. First off, she went 67-63, a logo again. 65-65. Her Sunday performance, 12 of 14 fairways, 16 of 18 greens. Wow. Lydia Ko back with an exclamation mark the last few weeks. <laughs> She is, over her last five rounds, a combined 38 under par. She's hit 87% of her greens in regulation. She's made birdie or better on 42% of her holes. She's made one bogey in her last 100 holes. I mean, those numbers wow. are just staggering. And you get to give a big, big uh, tip of the hat, I think, to Sean Foley. Uh, you know, because she went through the last couple of years when she was on this drought, she went through a number of different coaches, a number of different caddies, tried to find some kind of semblance to uh to something that would give her a spark to get back to where she wanted to be and sean foley as you and i know mark we know sean and he's you know his nickname is the dalai lama of golf and, and the reason <laughs> they say that is because as much of a swing teacher he's also kind of a life coach kind of guy and you know he does things with lydia ko one of the things he did he saw that lydia ko kept watching videos of her swing over and over again over again every time she went to practice she'd watch them and he said, why are you doing that? And, and she said, well, because I see Justin Rose doing that. And he said, yeah, but Justin Rose, if he wasn't a golfer, he'd be a mechanic. If you weren't a golfer, you'd be an artist. So he kind of breaks things down a little bit. And I think he gave her a lot of incentive. She gave him big props for, for that. And also uh, another guy, Craig Davies, Dr. Craig Davies, who's her sports uh, therapist, sports physician. Um, he put, a, put her on a, on a program. And she's, he said she's gained 15 pounds of muscle. I don't know where, where that is because when I look at her, she looks like a scarecrow. But she obviously got herself into better shape as well. And she looks uh, certainly a lot different than she did as that 15-year-old girl when I saw her winning the, the, the Women's Open. But, um, but I think those two guys can, combined have, have made a big impact on her game. I, I love that comment, Bob, about, you know, he'd be a mechanic, you'd be an artist. And we spoke about that last week when it came to Rory McIlroy, right? And um, Nick Price, uh, I'm, a, I'm one of the nicest human beings in the game. And Nick Price always said, listen, I can't go out there and walk like Freddie Couples because I'm not Freddie Couples. That's not my demeanor. I'm not, you know, Perry Como uh, for 18 holes. I, I do everything. I'm a fast talker. I'm a fast walker. So I've got a fast swing tempo. And uh, there's something to be said for that. Okay, before we uh, get to the other side and welcome in uh, Dr. Isaac uh, Bogosh, good news for Brooke Henderson fans. Not the outcome we were looking for. She was going for three Lotte championships in a row. 
but and it's a T27. It's not even a top 10, but I'm going to say cup half full, Bob. Greens and regulation uh, Thursday, 18 of 18. Greens and regulation Friday, 18 of 18. Greens and regulation Saturday, 16 of 18. Sunday, it falls off 13 to 18. I think that's frustration. Ball striking is there. She couldn't make a putt right now. She was standing in front of a bathtub. 32 putts almost every day. If the putter wakes up, I think the ball striking is coming back for Brooke Henderson. Okay, we're running a little bit late. On the other side, we're going to switch gears here on Golf Talk Canada. We're going to talk about the closure of golf in the province of Ontario. Where did this decision come from? Maybe some of the data or lack of data behind it. What could be done? Uh, We'll get into the conversation over the next 60 minutes or so, starting with Dr. Isaac Bogosh on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino Weeks. Adam Scully going to join us in the next segment. We'll have the Mr. Butcher uh, giveaway, gift card giveaway. And in hour two, we have Mike Kelly, Alex Litros, who was the protester down at uh, Queen's Park that showed up with his golf bag. I, I thought that was just, if a pitcher Bob told a thousand words, it was that picture of Alex with his golf bag in front of Queen's Park. Um, Executive Director Mike Kelly from Golf Ontario with some interesting data and some interesting stats. And I'm hopeful that Mike can give us an update on where we are at from a lobbying standpoint uh, and things of that nature. We are just waiting to connect right now with Dr. Isaac Bogosh, who has been a real face of this pandemic in the city of Toronto, along with many other doctors, of course, but in the city with um, our Bell affiliate station, CP24, uh, being a real source for news and information that people tend to go to every morning to find out what's coming. He, he has been uh, um, someone that is, uh, I guess, a, trust, a trusted voice, Bob, for lack of a better term. And we are curious to uh, see uh, his take on some of this recent information. Like we said off the top, this is a golf show. So we understand that golf is not the most important thing in the world. We understand that there's uh, people have lost loved ones and there are uh, uh, IC rooms overrun and, and nurses that haven't had days off in months. We, we understand. We have perspective, uh, but we need to ask the questions from a golf perspective. So uh, welcoming to the program now and, and thanking him for taking the time because I know he's got a lot of demands, a lot of work, and, and, and a lot of pressure, and I'm sure a ton of requests, Dr. Isaac uh, Bogosh. Doctor, thanks so much for taking the time to do this with Bob and I and our golf audience this morning. Yeah, not a problem at all. Happy to chat. Uh, doctor, I've just come right out of the gates with, I think, the question that is on most of our listeners' mind and most of the golfers in the province of Ontario, and, and I'll kind of go beyond golf and, and ask the question this this way have you seen or are you aware of any data that points to outdoor organized regulated activities that have contributed to the spread of COVID-19 or have put people in an uh, an unnecessary dangerous situation so I answered the question this way if we want to talk about it in the simplest form I just say outdoor safe 
indoor not safe and we go from there <laughs> it's as simple as that like what's driving this pandemic it's indoor environments can you theoretically get this infection outdoors yeah sure it's just extremely extremely rare if you can't separate by two meters outdoors put a mask on it's as simple as that and and, and you know i appreciate this is a golf show but like it could be anything tennis playground soccer like whatever it's just extremely rare to get this infection outdoors. It can happen. It's not zero percent. But if you want to stop this, you know, you want to stop this pandemic, go where the money is. It's indoors. It's indoors. I think uh, a bit of a distraction thinking about outdoor outdoor environments. I mean, put on a mask if you can't separate by two meters. Otherwise, you know, let's let's focus our attention where the problem actually lies. Doctor, what what are the? I know you're an infectious diseases specialist, but what what are the benefits from a mental standpoint? of being able to do some kind of outdoor activity rather than being cooped up inside. Yeah, for starters, let's talk about a few things. One, there's like, and of course, mental health benefits, physical health benefits. You talk about like, uh, you know, playgrounds, for example. I know this is a golf show, but like that's not only good for the kids, but it's also good for their parents. You know, we're not, we shouldn't be expected to, you know, sit at home hermetically sealed in Ziploc baggies for two years. Like, it's pretty clear a year and a half <laughs> into this pandemic that the, you should encourage people to go outside. That's the safe place. You want people outside. You want them outside as much as possible because it's safer outside. Uh, so anything we do to get people outdoors and actually move businesses outdoors, like you talk about patios and stuff like that, like, it's just much safer. I can't. There's always someone who sends me an angry email or I get an angry phone call because I said the word safe instead of safer. And they're technically correct. Like, listen, if I coughed right in someone's face outside, they'll get COVID. Okay. But you don't do that because that's not polite. And <laughs> you separate by two meters or put on a mask. And it, it, it's as simple as that. Um, it really is that simple. Also, full disclosure I know this is hilarious. I'm on a golf show. I am like the worst golfer on the planet. I've got all the stereotypes, right? I play a ton of hockey. I'm a doctor. But, like, there's a long tradition of bad golfers in my family, minus my uncle. And, like, I'm carrying on that tradition. Welcome to the club. I love it. That is, that's fantastic. Yeah, don't worry. We can play some horrible golf as well, doctor. Um, all right, I want to pick up on a thread that you laid down there with the word safe versus safer. Because if... If we are safer outside, I, I find it amazing that we went from zero to 100. Golf's open, no golf's closed. Were there not potential steps we could have taken as an outdoor activity, and you could apply this to tennis and camping and pickle, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, <laughs> you can apply this to all those outdoor activities you're referring to. Could we not have applied steps instead of zero to 100? In, in, in other words regulate masks if you're going out to play golf do it in a mask uh, yeah. limit indoor pro shop uh sign-ins in other words move everyone to electronic registration for golf green fees public private etc to limit contact it seems to me that we've done such a great job as of this as a sport 20 million rounds played in the province of ontario last year and we went from zero to the to 100 why not the other steps? I know you. I know you. You're, I'm asking you to speculate. Yeah. And, and I'm. No, and I'm. But we're trying to bag our, our head against the walls here, trying to find some sense of it. Yeah, you and me too. I mean, listen, I don't make the policy, uh, but if I did, I would have said, 
Oh, well, I just wouldn't have even touched this. Uh, you know, outdoors, fine. I would <laughs> encourage people to be outdoors. I, this wouldn't have even been a blip on the radar screen. The message would be, if you can do this outdoors, you get the green light. If you can't separate by two meters, put a mask on. Everyone have a great time. That would be my message. And that would apply to, of course, golf and, and, and other things as well. And in fact, listen, if we really want to get creative and, and, and uh, push the limits a little bit, I would have said, listen, you know, this pandemic is going to be pretty ugly and it's going to get better. But like, you know, until vaccination picks up and, and all that, you know, it's pretty clear. April is going to be tough. Beginning of May is going to be tough. Like I would say, let's just I'm going to arbitrarily say through June, through the month of June, if you're a business and you can function outdoors, go for it. Take over the sidewalks, take over the green space, take over public places. It's just till June. I know people get uppity about this, but, you know, make it accessible so wheelchairs and whatever and people can get through. But, like, you want to move outdoors and you can do it. And it's real outdoors, like, you know, a, a tent top, not the fake outdoor environment where you just have, like, a enclosed space outdoors. If you can move your business outdoors, the, the public space is yours. It's for three months but outdoors is safe. Let's do it. I would have done something like that. Obviously, that's, you know, maybe considered extreme. But based on what we know about how this infection is transmitted and who gets it and where they get it, you're just not seeing it outdoors. You have cases here and there. You know, I had a highly publicized uh, party bonfire or something like that. There was a super spreading event. But, yeah, you're, you're going to get this infection if you're you know, making out with someone who has this or you're coughing directly in their face like that. That's, of course, how you get it. Indoors or out, it's not going to help you. But if you can separate by two meters outdoors or you put a mask on if you can't, like you just the risk is so low. You're not getting this from touching something. We know that at this point. Like we've known that for probably close to a year now. So, like, come on, let's just be pragmatic. And I really think the approach should be not asking, you know, how do we stop things? The, the questions we should be asking are, you know, how can we do this safely? And most of the time the answer is yes with modifications. Sometimes the answer is yes, without modifications. Sometimes the answer is no, it's something we can't do something safely. Like golf is like the lowest hanging fruit. Like <laughs> no, one, no one's getting this infection golfing. Let's put it that way. Uh, just before we let you go, we know case counts is, are, are rising at to scary numbers. We know the ICUs are overloaded. As responsible citizens, not necessarily golf, let's say responsible citizens who golf, what should we be doing? Well, I mean, there's a few things. One is obviously adhere to the public health guidelines, right? Stay at home if you can. We know most, some people can't because they're essential workers, but a lot of people can. Like, just don't hang out with other people in an indoor environment. Like, stay truly, if you have the capacity to stay at home, stay at home. You know, go outside and enjoy a walk and have a good time and get some exercise and some, some UV rays on your eyes, but, like, stay at home and, and don't go into other people's homes. The second thing is, if you're 40 years of age and older in the province of Ontario you can get a vaccine. Go get vaccinated. Like, there's, it's available. Sign up. Like, the faster you're vaccinated, the faster this, this is over for all of us. So adhere to the public health guidelines, which are easy, right? Mask, distancing, we know, we, all, we know this jazz, and get a vaccine. It's as simple as that. Doctor, uh, thank you so much for your time. Just quickly before we let you go, just because you opened the can there, and we have a huge demographic of listeners in their 40s, uh, so just quickly before we let you go, for listeners in our 40s right now that are listening and know that now they can go and be vaccinated with AstraZeneca and have uh, doubts or concerns about AstraZeneca, uh, what would you say to them? So we've never had this many cases of COVID-19 
in the country. It's pretty like I'm not a sky is falling kind of person, but like, let's just call it how it is. It's an emergency now. Right. Have you ever seen your adults admitted to pediatric intensive care units? You have not. Have you ever seen a time where we're trucking in health care providers from other provinces to help in Ontario? You have not. You know, have you ever seen a time where we've canceled this many surgeries in the province so we can have an all-hands-on-deck approach and have every bed available? You have not. Have you ever seen a time in Ontario where you're literally setting up tents out front of hospitals so you can care for a significant number of patients coming in with COVID-19? You have not. Like, it's pretty clear that this is an emergency. You have a vaccine that can truly save your life, and not only that, but protect those around you. And it's available to you. Like, no brainer. No brainer. Get the vaccine. It's as simple as that. Yeah, you've got to have an open and honest transparent conversation, right? Yeah, there's a tiny, tiny, tiny risk of a negative outcome. But, like, let's put risk in perspective. And I'm going to do the same for you. Get out there and get a golf lesson. And uh, let's reverse this trend in your family of bad golf, okay? Let's, Can't wait. All right. Doctor, thanks so much for taking the time and speaking to our golf audience. I, I, again, we know golf is not, is such a minute conversation in the big picture of things, but there are some very upset people out there that lost a lot of their outdoor activities yeah. in the last few days, one of one of which is golf. So we really appreciate it's not your a problem. time you know to what? put this in perspective. And it's also a time to talk about health, science, medicine on any platform. It's a good it's a good time to talk about it. So I'm happy to happy to chat. Thanks for having me on. You have a great day. Try to enjoy your week. Dr. Isaac <laughs> Bogosh, uh, there it is, Bob. Um, kind of cut, I don't know, is it... Is it is it it's starting to feel like cut and dry for me you know me bob i'm i move very fast i try to get as many things done as possible uh, i wear a lot of different hats in my life so for me when things are this cut and dry yet they go the other way I, it becomes a very frustrating situation for me and now i'm starting to get almost after speaking to dr bogosh i'm starting to become more frustrated in the sense of maybe like the guy that they were expecting this morning on the morning show is starting to like get fuel poured on him. <laughs> I know. And listen, we should point out that you did reach out to uh, the premier's office to see if they wanted to come on and and talk to us. Uh, Fair, you know, fair access. We'd love to hear from the other side. And maybe there are some reasons, some genuine reasons. You know, like when I first heard about the ski hills in the winter being shut down, I thought, well, what, you know, what's, how can you get past COVID on the ski hills? And, And someone told me that the concern there was that they were worried more about people getting injured and having yes. to go to the hospital and taking up spots. So maybe you there's another side that. of this. Yeah, maybe there's another uh, side of this that we don't know, but um, and and I'm sure that that uh, invitation will stay open as long as the golf course. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I asked you about the ski hills, and you were the one that told me that you learned that it was they're worried about people breaking arms and limbs and going to emergency rooms, unlike golf or tennis, where they're not concerned about those types of things. But you're right, Bob. We invited uh, Premier Ford on the program. Uh, we also uh, spoke, uh, uh, set, reached out to his uh, media um, uh, director, uh, and we have not heard anything. And to your point, Bob, if they are willing to come on, if, if Doug Ford is willing to come on and uh, explain to us something that we're unaware of, something that Dr. Isaac Bogosh is unaware of, uh, and show us uh, something that suggests that this is not safe for golfers to be playing golf, uh, I, I'm 100% behind it and would love to hear it. So open minds, but uh, here we are. And as of right now, uh, that science, as we speak, to me, becomes alternative 
science. On the other side, we are going to give away a $100 Mr. Butcher gift card. And this gift card is real. It goes towards $100 of meat. It's not a fictional alternative currency. You can take this gift card, get tomahawk steaks, ribeyes, fillets. Are you a seafood get, guy or gal? You can get fish. You can get fish. You can get, get you know, lots fish. of other things. You can't get pizza, Bob. There will be only meat. <laughs> no. only yeah, hot dogs. Meat. I saw hot, hot dogs. dogs. You can get hot dogs. Nathan's hot dogs. Give it away on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino Weeks, Adam Scully joining us as well right now. Uh, Scully, how are you, buddy? That, that was a wonderful interview. We just got great response on social media from uh, the Isaac Bogosh interview. Gentlemen, uh, great to be here. That was an excellent interview with the doctor. It'll be online very shortly as well. If you missed it, we'll be publishing it or posting it all over social media. And hopefully we're playing golf soon. Who knows? All right, we're going to open up the phone lines. We're going to give away a $100 Mr. Butcher gift card. That's Mr. Butcher. That is M-I-S-T-E-R, MrButcher.ca, $100 gift card. And 870-1050, here is the trivia question. Stuart Sink just grabbed his second victory of the season at the RBC Heritage. Who does he join as the only other two-time winner this season on the PGA Tour? Stuart Sink and one other player have now won twice on the PGA Tour, 870-1050, 870-1050. We are taking the first correct caller of who can tell us, Stuart Sink, join what player is also a two-time winner this year on the PGA Tour, 416-870-1050. Bob, I just got a text from Mr. Butcher himself, and you know what he told me? Pizza dough balls available at Mr. Butcher. So I lied. You could get pizza. You could get pizza, homemade pizza. He really does have everything. Like we're, uh, we were just about to put an order in. We're going to put an order in this week for a bunch of stuff. And you go onto the website and look at the menu, and there are some spectacular things on there. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, not just, it's not just meat. It's, there's a lot of great stuff, and it comes right to your door. Right to your door. What's better than that? Mm-hmm. Well, Listen, I know Mr. Butcher uh, personally, okay? And if he's delivering food like that, I know it's top quality. But if he tries to drop off any golf advice at your door, don't take it, okay? Do not (laughs) take any golf advice he drops off at your door. Okay. Um, 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. Skulls, what are we giving away this week? So this week on 20 Weeks of TaylorMade, we're giving away a Sim 2 driver. Do you want to use the same driver? Dustin Johnson's using Rory McIlroy, Colin Morikawa, Tommy Fleetwood. Only hours remain. Follow Golf Talk Canada. Follow TaylorMade Canada on Twitter and Instagram. Tag your golfing buddies. You'll be in a draw to win this great prize. There you go. 20 weeks to tailor make continue. Of course, we're going to give away $20,000 in product across the entire summer, but you got to tag your friends each week on social media to be entered in that 
week's draw. We should also mention from the Mr. Butcher giveaway that uh, all of our winners, our weekly winners, will be put into a draw for the grand prize, which will be a barbecue for you and nine of your best friends this August. And our friends from Sandbagger are going to jump in on that Mr. Butcher barbecue uh, event as well. Okay, coming up in hour two, gents, um, we've got uh, Alex Litros, who was the uh, protester that showed up in downtown Toronto with his golf gear, uh, with the sign, uh, let us golf uh, sign, and got a lot of attention from that. Uh, we'll talk to, to Alex. He's supposed to be quite the player, uh, Al- Alex, from what we hear, right? Plays a lot of golf. So we'll, we'll, we'll you know, find out where did this come from? What what finally got him to kind of say, hey, I, I, I'm going downtown. I, I, I can't sit here and do nothing. We're going to hear from Mike Kelly, executive director from Golf Ontario. Uh, I'm sure we'll get an update from Mike on lobbying, etc. But Bob, got a couple minutes left. From a lobbying standpoint, I saw a letter from uh, Golf North. I believe I saw something from the National Golf Course Owners Association. What, what do you know or what have you seen from a lobbying standpoint from the uh, the stakeholders to the province? Well, Golf North put out a strong letter talking about, uh, about you know, how go- basically the, the same theme we're all singing here about how safe golf is, how important golf is. Um, even even the business side, you know, that's another part of this is that we've any any kind of business that we could open up would be great. Now, golf is worth $6 billion to the economy in Ontario. Obviously, it wouldn't run at that level because all the golf, the clubhouses are closed and you're not sitting around afterwards and having food and drink and stuff, but but it's still an important part. It's important jobs. There's about 100,000 people who work in the golf business in Ontario. Uh, so they were, they were pointing out all those factors. I, I tell you, the National Golf Course Owners Association last year and this year have been absolutely um, amazing at what they have done in terms of setting up protocols, working with provinces to provinces. Now, right now, of course, Ontario is the only province that is shut down, um, but, but they have been sort of a, a night... Uh, in shining armor, but maybe hidden in the back scenes a little bit. We should give them a lot more credit than uh, than what they're getting. But um, yeah, it's you know there's a full full court press on by all the stakeholders here for many good reasons to try and let golf reopen. And we will get an update on that and hope that they are pursuing it. The word on the street or the rumor on the street that I have heard from multiple sources, whether it's true or not, is that there is a, an organized meeting or electronic meeting on Wednesday with the all the stakeholders in the province on this upcoming Wednesday. Now, I don't know. We'll see if, if that's true, if that's real. Uh, but maybe Mike Kelly can confirm or deny that or give us an update if he's, I'm sure, one of the people sitting at that table. Well, we'll do that in hour two. Congratulations to uh, Liam McLaughlin. Liam McLaughlin is our Mr. Butcher winner. Liam gets a $100 gift card towards Mr. Butcher. Seafood, meat, and now pizza dough balls. Who knew? So congratulations, Liam. He knew that Bryson DeChambeau, Bryson DeChambeau is the only other player this season on the PGA Tour to have two victories, and we have yet to have someone grab two victories in the calendar year of 2021. Hey, guys, I want you to think about that. We'll pick that up. I know Adam's going to join us for a couple segments in hour two as well, as always. So I'm going to ask both of you guys this, probably in the last segment of today's show. Who's going to be the first player to get to two victories in the calendar year of 2021? If you were to give me a name, let's let's uh, pick that up in our final segment at the end of the show today. Okay, on the other side, we're going to continue with this conversation of 
uh, closing golf in the province of Ontario. There was a gentleman, uh, Alex Litros, who loves the game of golf and uh, decided to do something about it. He showed up in downtown Toronto in his golf gear, his golf bag, and a sign that said, I believe the sign said, let us play. Uh, we will talk to him about uh, what was the final straw to say, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do something about it and I'm going to get out there. We'll talk to him next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Hour two, uh, Executive Director Mike Kelly coming up in hour two, going to break down uh, maybe possibly some of the updates on lobbying in the province, as well as some data. I've heard 20 million rounds without traces to any outbreaks, cases, etc. in the province of Ontario last year. So the numbers speak for themselves. We spoke to Dr. Isaac Bogosh in hour one and very generous of him to spend his time with us. Uh, and what I got, Bob, from Dr. Bogosh is uh, if we were to simplis- simply break it down into two things, he said, outside safe, inside not safe. And when we asked the question of zero to 100, why not other measures before shutting down? Why not play golf in a mask? Not why digital registration, other steps that could have been taken. He, he really didn't have a good answer for that. I think doctor, if Dr. Bogosh was making policy, golf would be open in the province of Ontario. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, he's not a politician. He's not making policy. He's a doctor. He knows how the disease you know, transmits and whatever and what's good and what's bad from that standpoint. So that's the kind of information that you make policy from. And hopefully our, uh, our leaders that uh, will we'll, we'll see some of his advice and maybe take some of that and rescind this order. We'll see. All right, well, one of the, I don't know, three million golfers in the province of Ontario uh, who had enough last week, and we've all had enough to a certain level, and I think, to put that in context, haven't had enough, is that everybody's been pushed to the brink. You've heard the term COVID fatigue. Everybody does know the big picture. No one's suggesting golf's more important or it takes priority over anything else. But someone's saying, show me the science. Show me the math. Uh, our next uh, guest uh, decided that, hey, I'm, I'm going to go downtown. I'm going to head down to City Hall, Queen's Park, downtown Toronto. I'm putting on the golf gear. I'm bringing my sign. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get the, the golfers rallied up. So welcoming uh, to the program now is that gentleman to Golf Talk Canada, Alex Litros. Alex, thanks so much for joining Bob and I this morning. I really appreciate it. Before we get into, you know, why... Uh, you, you made the venture downtown. What was the final straw, et cetera? 
You're a golfer, and I, uh, yeah, I know hi, we have everyone. some common. <laughs> Hi, Alex. I know we have some common friends, and uh, you play quite a lot of golf. So just give us uh, give us an idea of who you are as a golfer before we get into this. Where do you play your golf? How much golf do you play? That kind of stuff. Uh, so I play at Whitevale, which is in North Pickering. Um, last summer, since COVID kind of canceled my job, I was I played almost every day. And uh, yeah, I'm one of those guys. You've probably heard it a million times. Tried to make it pro. Um, you know, still doing the mini tours a little bit, but, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, but, yeah, that's sort of my golf story so far. So, Alex, let's let's uh, dig into here a little bit. We, we saw you down. I think you were in front of Old City Hall, maybe not Queens correct, Park, yeah, if I'm yeah. correct. Okay. And, and so what led you to try and go in with this protest? You had your sign out there. You had, I mean, the feedback has been ridiculous. But uh, tell us crazy. what inspired you to go and do that. Well, I first have to thank you, Bob, for retweeting that picture because that really uh, started all the online support. So I, I am really thankful for that. <laughs> but no, uh, <laughs> no, what started, like, I I had just paid for my golf membership. I was all ready to go, just waited five months through this winter, and then I played two rounds, and then it was canceled. And I'm like, uh, you know, what, what, I, I'm not going to sit around in the house. I'm going to go crazy. So uh, I thought I'd take matters into my own hands and go down there, actually. Um I actually have a funny story about going down there. It was pretty interesting. Sure. If you guys want to hear. So, yeah, we'd love <laughs> to. Funny. Sorry? We'd love yep, to. Tell Please us. tell us the story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, like, before I went, my mom, God bless her, she she likes to worry a lot, and she didn't want me to go. She thought the police would arrest me and throw me in jail. So she's like, Alex, like, don't, don't argue with the police if they tell you to leave all this stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. But it was sort of in the back of my in my mind as I was going down there. So I'm doing my thing. I'm protesting. And on the right of me, I see two cops hanging out, just like, just chilling. I'm like, oh, okay, that's, I guess that's normal. And then 10 minutes later, two more cops show, show up um, across the street uh, in front of me now. And a little while later, two more cops are to my left. So now I'm surrounded by cops, and I think like an ambush is going to happen. And I'm actually kind of sweating. <laughs> But what ended up happening, it was the anti-mask parade was coming through that area, and they were there for them. So I was like, oh, okay. I was, I was calm after that, and I asked the cop. I said, uh, like, hey, are these – when I saw the parade, I said, are these the angry golfers? And he, like, looked at me like I had two heads. He was like, no, these are the anti-mask <laughs> So – that is yeah. great. Are these the angry golfers? No, the angry golfers are down the road. They just missed a three-and-a-half-footer for par. That's where know, the angry exactly. golfers yeah. are. Uh, Alex, just from a golfer standpoint, you know, what what frustrates you the most? Um, it, it, are you – I understand, listen, we all want to play. And for right. many of us, golf, we love it. It's the most thing we're the most passionate about. Outside yeah. of our family and friends – you know, you mentioned your mom. So outside of our family and friends, many of us don't love anything more in the world than the game of golf. So Correct, yeah. I understand that. But from a protesting standpoint, and I'll speak on what frustrates me the most, is that I just like to see some science, and I just like to see some math, and I just like to see some data, and nobody can show me any of it. And that would also relate to tennis and out other outdoor activities. Is that the frustration point for you as well, or is there something else there? Well, no, yeah, I 100% agree with you. Like, I am all about the science, and as soon as the science says otherwise, then I'm going to keep protesting. But honestly, one of the biggest frustrating things is the online support is great, 
the the comments I've gotten that's all been like super inspirational and the petitions are great. But I cannot believe that I am the only one down there. Like you said, three million golfers in Ontario, and I'm the only one down there protesting. I think that's ludicrous. I don't know why no one else is out there protesting. Why I'm the only one? Why I'm getting picked up on Twitter? There should be. I should be, you know, protesting with hundreds of other people. I, it's, I don't understand why this is happening, why golfers are just on the keyboard protesting and not actually getting off the couch and doing something. Ah, I smell a, uh, I smell a, uh, the beginning of, a, of, a, of an insurgency here. Maybe we could, yeah, maybe we could inspire everybody to come down on Sunday to Queen's Park with a, bring a golf club down or something and protest. I would hope you, so. I hope so. Would you be willing to lead something like that? You, you're the face of yeah, this. Yeah, I, I guess I am the face of it now, which is crazy because I didn't expect this three days ago. But uh if people want to follow me on Instagram, my handle is Alex Letros, and I will be posting when I'll be going down there next to protest. But you don't even need me. You can do this protest on your own. Just bring your force and bring your friends. You don't need me to go down there and protest. Just you can do it on but, your own. So. But, Alex, I would say that strength in numbers is an important thing. Organized, um, organized respectful demonstrations 100%. Uh, are how things get done. And we've seen yeah. it with the reversal of playgrounds. So when you put that up, uh, make sure you tag Bob. Make sure you tag myself. Make sure you tag Golf Talk Canada. Make t- sure you tag the uh, uh, flagsticks and the scores and the Rick Youngs and the Lauren Rubensteins and the Adam Stanleys. Make sure you tag all of us. Okay. And, I'm still uh, learning Instagram. I'm very new to Instagram. Before, a week ago, I had 20 followers. So still working. No on worries. Figure, <laughs> just go at it. Ask questions. Ask for help. Yeah. Uh, tag Golf Ontario, tag the PGA of Ontario, all the stakeholders, make sure, and uh, and maybe we get something organized in the next seven days uh, and we get uh, the type of uh, momentum uh, that you're looking for. Right. I wanted to watch Corey Corners so- play on the weekend. Oh, you're- <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, that's probably what it is, another top five. I was down there. I actually have a funny story about Corey Connors. Do I have time to tell it? Yes, sure. Okay, go go ahead. ahead. Okay, okay. It's a quick one. I was playing with him in the 2008 Junior Amateur at at the, my golf club, third round. So we were both 15, and uh, I didn't really know who he was, right? And I don't think he was even the, one of the top junior golfers at the time. Anyways, quick story. Hole three, he has about 80 yards. You have to land it short of the green. It has to bounce up for you to get close. He hits a perfect shot. It's going to land short of the green, but it ends up hitting a sprinkler head. Bounces 60 yards over the green into the bushes. Probably the worst break <laughs> I've ever seen on the golf course. And, you know, we're 15 years old. Like, most 15-year-olds would, like, break break a club, cuss, you know, swear. But he was so mentally tough. He was just, like, totally chill. He'd even, he'd even get angry. I'm like, wow, that is – that's some mental toughness right there. That was really impressed me about Corey. I wish he won this week. That's but, probably you know. what's – that probably spurred him on to the recent run of good play, I would think, yeah, probably, right? Think that so. moment. He's probably tucked it in his back of his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I wonder if he remembers yeah. it. He probably doesn't even remember it, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask yeah. him next time we have him on. We'll see what happens. Anyway, yeah, thanks. Ask him about it. <laughs> you, uh, you did a great job. You've done a great job. You've inspired a lot of people. I know there's some people who aren't on your side, and they aren't on this side of this. It's fine. We can... We allow that. That's what the democracy is all about. That's exactly. My grandfather yeah. said that's why, the, that's why there's chocolate and vanilla. There you I like go. That. Alex, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. And uh, hopefully we get on. these courses open soon. And enjoy your season once it begins. Hopefully sooner yeah, try, than later, yeah. but at some point it will open. And, uh, and uh, enjoy Whiteville.
Lovely I, uh, club to the east end of the city. <laughs> Thank you, guys. There he is, Alex Litros. Check him out there on uh, Instagram, at, at Alex Litros. Uh, and uh, he's going to be downtown again. So get your golf clubs. Get your golf bags. Throw on your masks. Separ- spread yourselves out. Don't do anything to... Uh, cause the authorities to uh put up a flag or or throw a throw a flag on the play etc there's there's ways of doing this that you can do it respectfully responsible responsibly but let your voice be heard and let your voice demand that we are listening to medical experts science and facts and not making decisions to the golf community on optics or other outdoor activity activities on optics that is the frustration. On the other side, we're going to do a rapid fire winner's weird one. I mean, rapid fire, boys. Around the horn, it's going to be like Larry Bird in the three point competition. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Okay, Zacchino, Scully, Weeks. We got a rapid-fire edition of Winners Weird and What, because at 11.30, Executive Director Mike Kelly, Golf Ontario, is going to come on, speak from a lobbying perspective and some data in the province of rounds played. Were there any incidents we're unaware of? You know, show us some math, and I don't think it's there. We'll get to that at 11.30 this morning. But three dub, the good, the bad, the ugly, and Bob, this week, T is yours, sir. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, racing along. My winner is Dustin Johnson. And the reason he's the winner is because he's just Dustin Johnson. Changed his putters this week. We know that, we know that he has had a little trouble... Uh, with his putting lately, so he decided to switch things up. He got a new putter, which is a tailor-made wing TP Bandon 1 prototype. I actually even had a new shaft in it, sort of a multi-material shaft. But uh, when he was asked what uh, the new putter was, he says, uh, I don't really know, it's a, it's a tailor-made. So that's, a, that's how good he is with, <laughs> Thanks for the with in-depth his uh, luck, knowledge DJ. of what it is. It, it works, it works. I don't know, I don't know what it is, it works. Uh, my weird this week was the playoff in the European Tour event this week at the Austrian Open. And it was between American John Caitlin and uh, Maximilian Kiefer. Now, the two finished their rounds on the par 3 18th hole at the Diamond Country Club. So they decided the sudden death would be played on this hole. Well, uh, it went on for a bit. The first uh, four times, they actually tied. Each time, the first two times, they both made birdies. The second two times, they both made pars. And then they went back for the fifth time. Now, there's not many people left watching this time. But uh, Catlin, the American, who has already won twice uh, this summer on the European Tour, he hit his ball into a greenside bunker. But Kiefer, who's a 30-year-old German, uh, he hit his tee shot in the water. He hit it fat. It went into the water. And then he re-teed it up because you never know. He could you know, get, make a bogey if he gets it on in one putts. But he then hit his third shot in the water. And then what he did after that was 
he hit his fifth shot in the water and uh, it actually landed that one landed on the green but then spun back into the water anyway to make a long story short because this was not a concession scenario he couldn't concede he actually had to finish the hole and he took an eight and the winner caitlin uh, hit his ball up on the green and drained the putt for three so a three and an eight in the playoff i felt sorry for those guys but did you hear the commentary for the austrian open bob yeah, it was... is this going to end at any time this is taking forever bob <laughs> this is unbelievable <laughs> Anyway, they finally got it settled down. down. And then, speaking of taking time, how about Siwoo Kim's putt uh, at the uh, the Heritage? He was playing alongside Matt Kuchar. He putted one from off the green, and it rolled right up onto the edge of the cup, and it looked like it was going to go in. So the rule is that you can walk up to it, take your normal time, and then you have 10 seconds. But when they got there, the ball was still actually moving. It was still sort of rolling a little bit. And you can see if you watch the video footage, Matt Kuchar's there. He's looking at it. And Siwoo Kim is looking at it. And they can see this thing. And after about 50 seconds, the ball topples into the cup. Then the PGA Tour uh, official comes over and says, nope, sorry, that's broken. he's broken the penalty. Well, they tried to argue that it would have been a penalty if he'd hit the moving ball because the ball was still mm. moving. Uh, that didn't fly with the rules official, and so Siwoo Kim had to put down a par instead of what would be the birdie. And uh, racing along, I forgot who's next, but whoever it is, you have the tee. <laughs> I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! I'm going to do the rest of the show, Bob, as Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Schwarzenegger my winner did. this week, guys, Stuart Sink. Why is Stuart Sink? Uh, excuse me. That's not my winner. He's my weird. I'm, I'm spinning out of control this morning. My winner is Steve Stricker because he mm. won the Chubb Classic on the Champions Tour. But that's not the reason he's my winner. He's the captain of the U.S. Ryder Cup team this year. And I started thinking to myself, U.S. Ryder Cup coming up in September – only six players are going to qualify. He's going to have six captain's picks to fill out this year's team. In a crazy year where we've seen the emergence of Will Zalatoris, where we've seen the return of Stuart Sink, the return of Jordan Spieth. And those captain's picks for the Ryder Cup, they're there to go with guys who are hot. But this year, it's so different. Bob, you know, in so many other years, they go, okay, the first uh, 10 guys make it, I'll just take 11 and 12. Or the first eight guys make it, I'll go 9, 10, 11, 12. Could this year we finally see a shakeup, Bob, you think, in the six picks? I hope so. I hope so. I think we need it. We need it. <laughs> yeah. I know I know. secret secret release real quick. I know we're going to there may be some changes coming to the President's Cup way they select their teams too. So there you go. Ooh. Okay, we'll get on that again next that. week. I want to find more about that. Okay. Uh, my weird this week. When a guy wins on the PGA Tour and you look at a scorecard Sunday, you know what you usually see? 70 feet of putts made. 100 feet of putts made. When they come from behind, they shoot 62. 140 feet of putts made to the winner. Not Stuart Sink. Stuart Sink, when he made that birdie putt on the 17th green on Sunday, 7 foot 8 inches. It was the longest putt he had made all day. He made 32 feet of putts in the final round to win. How do you win on the PGA Tour with 32 feet of putts? That's insane. Okay, am I what this week? And we're going to get into this again with Mike Kelly on the other side. But what's everybody so upset about golf being closed? 
By the time it opens, the weather will be here. Have you seen the forecast this week in Ontario, guys? It's going to <laughs> snow Wednesday on Thursday, okay? Even if it was open, you're a lunatic if you're outside golfing. So take that bit of peace knowing that, yes, the golf courses are closed. Yes, you can't go to the first tee, but you're a moron if you play in the snow. Okay, Adam, the tee is yours. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin. I mean, I, I had my snow pants ready. I had the winter gloves ready, some snow angels. But anyway, I digress. Looking forward to golfing, hopefully in a couple of weeks. My winner this week, President Joe Biden, played his first round of golf as U.S. president. Last scores posted were back in 2018. His index was a 6.7. How did he play this time around? He was quoted as saying, the course record still intact. Apparently, he's quite a good golfer, though. So looking forward to seeing some video of President Biden playing some golf. Okay, my weird this week, Billy Horschel on Friday dunks his approach shot into the water on the 17th hole next shot drop zone slam dunk hole in three billy horschel bob i know you have a hole in three i believe correct i have a hole in three <laughs> i try to count i try to count it as a hole in one and uh graham delette said no way that's what last no. week at the masters <laughs> but it was pretty funny to see billy horschel get that the hole in three and his reaction afterwards uh, was also pretty funny sort of sheepishly walking down the fairway and my what this week you guys were mentioning lydia Cole a little earlier in the show this has been quite an impressive run some wild stats in her last 90 holes 38 under par she's made four uh, birdie or better on 42.2 percent of those holes 86% of her green regulation and her scoring average in those five rounds of the 90 holes, 64.4. So Lydia Ko on quite a run right now. Looking forward to seeing what she has now as the as more LPGA Tour majors approach. I uh, just got a text, uh, Skulls, from Mike Kelly that their AGM is running a hair late. So he Ooh. might be a little late to join us on the other side. So I'm going to stall for a couple of minutes. Okay, here. we can do that. Uh, and I was going to do this on the other side, but a, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Eric Bolden, uh, who uh, is a member of the Toronto Hunt Club, has been listening this morning. He said he'd love to see every golf course in the province of Ontario show up with a flag with their logo on it and plant it in the front lawn of Queen's Park. I thought that would be cool. Could you imagine how many golf clubs, Bob, in the province of Ontario, would you think? Uh, a lot. Several. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> How about how about and this? I got a better go idea. To... I got a better I got a better idea. Okay. Why don't we go down to Queens Park and set up like a three hole course and everybody just play it? I like it. <laughs> there we go. I love it. Well, you know what? I bet you. Oh, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. I just caught myself. <laughs> you know what? I I was just about to slip, and there was a Tim Hortons joke coming, and forget nope. it. Not going there. Um, Finally, guys, because uh, you brought up Billy Horschel, Adam, this was something I almost got into, winners were to what, but I knew I'd get into it too deep. Did you see what uh, Billy Horschel suggested they should uh, ban the arm-anchored putter? Did you see that comment? They said, forget, Bob, you saw it? You, you, forget the belly putter. Let's, I'd go, I'd ban the, I'd ban the arm-anchored putter. Uh, what's that about, Bob? Are we just opening up another can of worms here? You know, we have had a major now, one major with an arm lock. I don't know. I think you're at that point now where we've we've let's let's settle on something. We don't have to keep changing and keep changing and keep changing. I think those guys are. Uh, uh, I don't know. I I always liked when Bernard Longer. He was one of the first guys to do the arm lock, and there was a description by Jim Murray, the old L.A. Times writer. He said Bernard Longer has become the first player who can putt and wind his watch at the same time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
All right, we're going to take a break. Hopefully on the other side we get Mike Kelly. Um, and I know he'll join us at some point. Hopefully it's not too far on the other side of this commercial break. Executive Director, what kind of lobbying is happening at the top levels, the stakeholders with the Premier and the province to reopen golf and outdoor activities? We will continue the conversation next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. Your Cadillac is waiting. Cadillac, never stop arriving. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zakino Weeks, Scully. We're waiting for Mike Kelly, Executive Director of Golf Ontario, to join us. They are just wrapping up their AGM, I believe, this morning. So Mike is uh, texted us and said he's running a little bit late. So we're going to flip the script here and uh, and move some stuff around for you. So let's do some uh, Bushnell leaderboard updates brought to you by the number one range finder in all of golf, Bush, bushnellgolf.com. Uh, for all your range finder and GPS needs. Leaderboards are European Tour. Have you heard Bob and Winner's Weird and What? John Caitlin grabs a victory uh, there on the European Tour. Uh, Lydia Cole ends the drought. She wins with a 65. It just blows the field away. Wins by seven over NB Park. Uh, actually, a host of players at 21 under par on the LPGA Tour. Brooke Henderson, great ball striking wake. She finishes T27. Uh, and I'm looking for Elena Sharp here, Bob. There she is, T72, and Tange also a T75. So a lot of ladies' presence from Team Canada on the LPGA Tour this week. Steve Stricker getting it done at the Chubb Classic. Captain Steve Stricker getting it done there. So good on him. Mike Weir with a T21 on the Champions Tour. And Stuart Sink with a win, his second win of the season, RBC Heritage. And Corey Connors, Bob, with another top 10. And now this is becoming a trend for Corey Connors. It is. This is his fourth in the last six starts, and uh, he's going to take this this coming week off, deservedly so. He's been on a pretty good run when you think about it. He had the match play, then he has his defense at the Valero Texas Open, then he had the Masters, and then he had uh, the RBC Heritage. So a, a pretty good run there, and he's really doing almost everything except winning. And I know people are pointing out a lot of his putting. You know, he, he sort of didn't quite get all those those, as he called them, those bonus putts to go in at the Heritage, but his putting right now compared to where it was a year ago is is so much better. I think he's up 100 spots in strokes game putting. He's inside the top 40 now in the world ranking. He's 38th, and I just think, I, I just don't know, you know, one of these weeks he's going to get the, the ball to go in rather than lip out and going to get the break off the tree or whatever, and he's going to win one of these events. The, the level of consistency is just shockingly good right now, and I believe that's because Corey Connors' game is built on ball striking. It's not built on, I've got to make 140 feet of putts every time I go, go out. I don't need to get up and down from the hood of a Buick to be in contention. It's because 
He's a solid ball striker. He hits a lot of greens and he gives himself a lot of looks. And that's a good formula that lasts a very long time on the PGA Tour. Adam, I know we're going to take a deeper dive into Corey Connors on TV this week. Golf Talk mm-hmm. Canada Television Wednesday afternoon on TSN Television. We'll take a deeper dive into Corey Connors. Uh, I also know, though, you know, we're about to speak to Mike Kelly, hopefully at some point in the next few minutes, likely on the other side of the next break. There are some petitions going on in the world of golf. You know, we, we spoke to Alex uh, Litros about maybe or he might be organizing another protest uh, downtown Toronto, getting the golf community engaged from more than just behind their keyboard, to quote him. But there are people actually getting a lot of things done uh, via keyboard. So what kind of petitions out there? I know I've signed a couple. I know we've retweeted a bunch and reposted a bunch. But what are you seeing out there? Yeah, so I have to give a special shout out to Mark on Twitter who reached out and he has one that has over 22,000 signatures on it right now. Great to see so many people wanting to get out and play. You know, looking out the window yesterday morning when it was about 14 degrees and sunny, it'd be a perfect time to go out and try to hit some bombs out there and try to attack the pin that way. But, um, you know, hopefully people can keep supporting this and, you know, help change the government's mind potentially. And let's see if we can get out golfing at some point soon. It's, it's great for your mental health, your physical health. And as Dr. Isaac Bogach said uh, earlier in the show, uh, inside not safe, outside is safe. So uh, hopefully we can do this uh, very shortly. Hopefully we can. Okay. Uh, earlier in the show, I asked you guys a question. I was going to get your answer at the end of the show, but since we've had a little small change in, in, in our plans here this morning, Stuart Sink became a second winner on the PGA Tour this year, uh, second player to have two wins on the season. But when we say season now, we all know that's wraparound. His win came at the Safeway Open, the very early stages. I believe it's, was that not the first event of the wraparound schedule, guys? Was that the Safeway? I believe Safeway is the new yeah. season. Yeah. Right. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, he won also on that side and then followed it up with the Arnold Palmer. So who's the first player in your mind that will win two wins in 21, this calendar year right now? So you could go DeChambeau, Sink, Matsuyama. I mean, there's a ton of guys. It's been a potpourri of different kind of winners. Adam, we'll start with you. Who do you think gets the the second victory this calendar year right now? Yeah, for me, it's Colin Morikawa for sure. I mean, yes, he he went for the the putting the putting grip switch, which has been sort of off and on for him when he initially made the switch, winning the WGC, dominating in greens and regulation like he's done throughout his short, brief career uh, thus far on the PGA Tour. Uh, but when his putter is on, he kind of like Corey Connors is is up there and has a, a great chance to win. I believe uh, Colin Morikawa will be uh, the first guy to get win number two in the calendar year of 2021. You know, that's the name that comes to mind to me. But, Bob, did you see him this week? I mean, I use this line a lot. It's one of my favorite David Faraday lines. He was putting with a live snake at the RBC Heritage this week, especially with five and seven-footers. And that's what scares me with Morikawa. If it's the guy that was rolling the rock at the PGA Championship or the WGC, then, yeah, he's, he's that guy. But if he puts anything remotely close to what he did this weekend uh, at the RBC, then he's not that guy. T to green, I'm with Adam. He is that guy. Who, who, who's the name for you? Okay, just before I give you my name, though, I want to I clarify something. If Colin Morikawa wins this week at the Zurich, 
Does that count as a full win or just a half a win? Because it's a team event, right? <laughs> well, the PGA Tour. You could be no, the first guy I, to. I'm win. with Bob on this, right? Because the PGA Tour counts it as an official win in your yep. records, right? Uh, that's a whole other debate. You know, should it, Bob? Should this count as a real official win? I think it'll be one and a half. So he's uh, he's got a win and a half. <laughs> yeah, one point five. I think it should probably count. But I, if I was going to pick someone, I think I'd pick Justin Thomas. I think. Uh, he won the players, and he wasn't great at the at the Masters. He had some good rounds, but I think uh, I think to me he's the guy who's got the most game. And when you consider, you know, that in a few weeks they might be playing at some courses that he likes, say Quail Hollow, where he's <laughs> done a few little damage before. So I think uh, I think there's a few good obvious ones out there, but he's he's the one that sticks out for me. For me, I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid, guys. And I love both those picks, by the way. they both on my radar, but I'm going Jordan Spieth. Every time Jordan Spieth uh, puts the ball on the ground these days, it seems like he's threatening to win. Not sure if he's in the field at Valspar. We know his history at Innisbrook, Bob. If he's in the field at Valspar, maybe watch out for Jordan Spieth in a couple weeks there. Okay, we're getting word that Mike Kelly is able to join us. So we're going to take a quick break, an early break right now. On the other side, we're going to come back with Executive Director Mike Kelly. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. Your Cadillac is waiting. Cadillac, never stop arriving. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Okay, we've got a few minutes left in today's show, and we are happy to have Executive Director Mike Kelly with us uh, just out of his AGM, squeezing us in. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for doing this. Let's jump right in because we're, we're squeezed for time. Uh, we've spoken to Dr. Isaac Bogosh today. Uh, his message was uh, outside safe, inside not safe. Um, when I asked him, could we have put in other measures potentially of going from zero to 100? He kind of suggested, yes, of course there could have been. Um, people are frustrated with the lack of science and the lack of data being provided in these decisions. Golf has always been a leader in this for the last 13 months. We're not just trying to single out golf and saying that golf needs to be treated special or different. We're talking about organized outdoor activities with proper measures in place. Golf happens to be one of them. How frustrating is this for you? And what's going on right now behind the scenes with the stakeholders? Greg, yeah, thank you again, guys, for having me. Um, and great job covering this. Again, I, yes, I am just out of our annual meeting and and what I can tell you is this morning I released a video um, just telling you, just telling um, our stakeholders, our, our members, how I really, how I feel about this and what we're doing about it. Um, my message was very clear to the government that we need, they need to, they need to heed the clear evidence that golf is safe and that we proved it in 2020 and 2021. Uh, what, one of the things I point to is that we have been working around the clock, and I know you guys know that as the We Are Golf table to 
uh, to ensure that they are hearing us. We successfully navigated a couple of shutdowns and and emergency orders, um, but we are continuing those efforts as we speak. Um, I believe we're being heard, uh, and it's just, I think it's a matter of time here. But I can tell you, and I know you guys, again, know this, that the entire golf industry of coursers, workers, and golfers are ready. And I've been, I'm, urging, um, I'm urging the government to continue to allow golf to play a leadership role here. We should be part of the solution. Uh, Mike, what, what, what are you hearing from? I know you're reaching up above to the, to the government and re- reaching out to them. What are you hearing from the everyday golfers that are reaching out to you and asking questions? What are they saying? Wow, Bob, I don't know where to start with that one, but uh, I have received more than I can count and, and growing as, I'm, as we're talking. Um, and I think that's probably the most frustrating thing for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry because we, like I said, I feel like we did everything we could and we are going to continue to stay on top of this, but we don't have, uh, you know, all the answers to all the questions and texts and social media posts, but we are, but what we, what we do know is that, you know, everything um, everything that we are, everything we're doing um, is, is being supported by golfers, is being supported by facilities and the industry. And, 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 I, and I believe that it, we're seeing it. I mean, you, can, you don't have to look very far. Um, and, you know, I, I believe that, you know, these messages are, are being heard and, and that, uh, like I said, I, I believe golf courses uh, should and, and will be open sooner rather than later. Mike, uh, we are golf, the stakeholders, et cetera. Was there dialogue and were you reached out to prior to this decision? We have been uh, collectively working. So we have sent five letters since, la- since March so to, the, to the Ontario government, to the Jobs and Recovery Committee, to all the ministers. Um, so we have been actively doing all of that ahead of it. And as I said, I believe that had a major role in avoiding the shutdown of whatever that was seven days, two weeks ago, and then the stay-at-home order. Um, so did they, did they reach out to us? No. Um, uh, not that I'm aware of, I should say, um, which is why we are a uh, letter has gone and, and will continue to go, um, and we will continue to do everything we can um, because I, I strongly believe, guys, that we are part of the solution. We proved that in 2020. So if you were a betting man... <laughs> When do you think I'll be able to play golf? I knew you were going to ask me that, Bob. Um, <laughs> I knew it. I think I was asked that this morning on the fan. Um, you know, it, uh, it's, hard, it, it's hard to, to pin down exactly what, um, when we're going to be picking up those golf clubs again because I know everyone's anxious uh, to do so. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, it's not just the We Are Golf table. There are a number of voices that are that – articulating our our position and what and 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 advocating for golf to be allowed to be played across the province again and i i just i'm very bullish on on that those results will pay off and and uh and we'll be playing soon again uh quickly mike before we let you go are there scheduled meetings are there scheduled discussions this week and the upcoming weeks have they engaged now finally because what i'm hearing is you have sent multiple letters and have found little victories along the way, but not necessarily the engagement that one would hope when one decides to shut down an industry with no data supporting it. Yeah, all what I can tell you, Mark, is from my understanding, there are meetings happening as we speak. 
um, there are okay. messages being delivered to his to to Doug's uh, desk. <laughs> it's and we need to continue right. to push that. Um, and uh, and like I said, it's my focus right now is to get golf open uh, for our members, for every golfing uh, member of the public out there, and our our facility. So um, we will stay on top of this. I promise you. Hey, Mike, uh, feel free to wait till Friday to reopen. It's going to be 15 and sunny on Friday. The rest of the week's not looking so uh, good. So just as long as we're open by Friday morning, I think everybody will be happy. So, You're Mike, thanks so much for squeezing us in. I know it was a tight one, and um, as this develops, we'll be bothering you, and we'll be reaching out to you and, and the rest of the uh, stakeholders and leadership in the in the Ontario golf community as, as this story unfolds and develops. But fingers crossed, and... Uh, you know, any way that uh, Bob, Adam, or I can uh, help in any way, uh, you, you know where to find us. So, guys, Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Mike Kelly, Executive Director, Golf Ontario. Well, guys, so what I'm hearing there, Bob, is um, maybe, and, and, and listen, I'm not trying to simplify it, but how I'm tr- translating this right now is maybe not the engagement that you would have hoped for prior to Friday last week but maybe more conversation now that in the last several days is, did you get that? Yeah, I, I think on the, I think the second part of that is easier to kind of understand is that they're, yeah, they're pressing, they're pushing, they're going forward and saying, this is why it should uh, re, be reopened. And this is the good reasons and what we're doing. So good. I'm glad that the stakeholders are doing that. That's what they should be doing. And whether it's uh, we are golf, which is an alliance of all the, basically of all the, golf associations in Canada, whether it's um, organizations like Golf North, which own a number of properties or a club link or things like that. Uh, that's great. Just uh, just keep keep the messages coming. And I think it's important that people reach out individually, call your MPP if you disagree or, uh, or you know, send them send them a letter, do, do some things. If this is what you want, you have to let them know. It's easy to sit and complain on social media, but uh, to get active if this is what you feel strongly about. All right, guys, today is Monday, April the 19th, over under Wednesday, April the 28th. Are we golfing before April the 28th, which is nine days from now, or are we golfing after the 28th? Bob, are you taking the under or the over? I'm taking the under. I say that uh, when we have this show next Monday, the uh, ban will be rescinded. Adam, nine days, over, under. Are we golfing before the 28th, like Bob suggests, or are you taking the over? Uh, and oh, Can't hear Adam. Oh, there he goes. You got me now? Okay. Um, I, I'm hoping that, you know, this time next Monday we'll be talking about how excited we are to go out and play later that afternoon, perhaps. But I, I think maybe not this weekend, but for next weekend. Fingers crossed. We'll be back playing golf. So you got the over by a few days. So you're over by a few days. Bob's under by a few days. I'm going to go with Bob. I'm going to play the optimist role in this one. Not based on anything other than just hope. That's all. Just absolute hope and logic. Once in a while, once in a while in this crazy world that most of the time doesn't make sense anymore and most of the time common sense gets flushed down the toilet once in a while, common sense, you would hope, has some type of victory. Scully, have a great week. We will see you for TV this Wednesday. Bob, you have a great week. We will see you for TV this Wednesday. Golf Talk Canada Television, 
every Wednesday afternoon, 1 o'clock, TSN 4 is our regular time. Watch for repeats, 60 minutes. We'll dive deep into Corey Connors, take a look at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. Next week, right back here, 10 a.m. to 12, TSN 1050, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, tsn.ca for Golf Talk Canada Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Keep your chin up, everybody. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.